Ever wanted to improve your photography and come out of the auto mode but don't know what some of the settings are? Well, in today's episode we are going to break down the ISO for your camera. Let's start off with what ISO stands for. ISO stands for International Organization of Standardization, which is the main governing body for the standardized sensing rating for, sens for camera sensors, among many other things. The term was carried over from film when the ISO rating was known as film speed. Having a, stan uh, a standard of sensitivity is important as it allows you to shoot at the same ISO on different cameras and trust the exposure value will be equal. So, basically the ISO literally allows the sensor to be standard across all cameras so no matter what you're using be it Canon, Nikon, Sony, Panasonic and all this jazz you've got your your standards with both analog and digital cameras ISO refers to the same thing the light sensitivity of either the film or image sensor. When you change the ISO on a digital camera, you are rendering it more or less sensitive to light. One of the greatest features of a digital camera. One that is often taken for granted. Is their ability to change ISO on the fly? In the days of film, you were essentially stuck with whatever film speed you loaded into the camera, at least until you finished that particular roll. So, back in the day of film cameras, you the film itself would be set to a particular ISO, which would make you have to use that ISO until that film roll completely ran out and um, you had to stick to the same setting. So for example, you could put in an ISO of 100 and you would be stuck with that until next time you want to change your film roll. Digital cameras typically have ISO settings that range between 100 lowest sensitivity to 12,800 or greater higher sensitivity. Compact cameras and camera phones 
may top out below that. However, and some interchangeable lens cameras with lower sensors go even higher, reaching ISO levels of hundreds of thousands. Like shutter speed and aperture, ISO values correspond to the exposure stops, with an increase in the stop being doubled for the sensitivity. The relationship of ISO value or exposure stops is very straightforward. ISO 200 is one stop increase, doubling of the sensitivity over ISO 100, ISO 6400 is six stops above ISO 100. If you increase the ISO from 100 to 400, you need to balance that with two stop increase everywhere to maintain the same overall exposure value. Say by changing the shutter speed from 1 1 slash 125 seconds to 1 slash 500. Obviously, the exact numbers depend on the specific lighting of the situation. So, every value of the ISO is one stop. But for everything else on the camera, you will have to double it. So you've done an ISO, like it shows here, if you've done an ISO of 100, you would have to double that everywhere else on the camera. Beyond simply changing the exposure, ISO also affects image quality. A higher, SO, a higher IOS typically translates to a noisy or grainy image. Just as a higher ISO film has more grain than one with a lower ISO. So, you've got a, you've taken a picture at one ISO, um, say ISO 260. Then you take the same image, but at ISO 500. These aren't exact numbers, by the way. Um, you, you'll find in the first image, you may have less light, but less grain. But then in the second image, you might have more light with more grain, depending on how much light is already there. So it all depends on how much light is already there. Because I'd say the lighter the situation the lower the ISO needs to be to correspond with the amount of light that's already there because it doesn't have to capture that much light. A lower ISO won't make less noise. However, it will produce better color and dynamic range. With this, the ability of the camera to capture detail in both highlights and shadows. 
Therefore, it is generally recommended to keep an ISO as low as possible in order to get the highest quality out of the camera. So, for like I was saying before, it all depends on the amount of light you're using. Also, which I didn't mention, it also depends on what if you're using a flash. Now, this will depend on if you're using a internal flash, meaning the flash that's already on the camera, or an external flash, one that you attach separately. Now, the attached separately ones generally are better flashes and uh, set out more light, whereas the internal ones the ones attached to the camera are generally slightly worse and let off a little less light plus they're always smaller as well nevertheless there are times when it is not possible to get the proper exposure without increasing the iso the most obvious example of low light situations is especially when you're indoors other situations in which you need a high ISO include sorry include instances sorry include in because I've read I've, I've kind of reading some of this off a website kind of giving you important information so apologies for that because i have and i don't know if i have mentioned this yet i have dyslexia so sometimes it's hard to to read what what's being and what's on there instances when you need to capture action which requires a fast shutter speed or a deep depth of field which require a small aperture on cameras with large sensors, ISO can often be raised quite high before it starts to significantly impact the image quality. So, if you're so if you've got a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, don't be afraid to try a higher ISO if you can't get the shutter speed or aperture value you want otherwise. So, basically, um, it's not. Then we're not basically saying that you can't use a high ISO. No, in certain circumstances, you will need a higher ISO, and the higher ISO may be because you need a faster shutter speed, or you need uh, more light, or you need different things on the camera to be higher. But to be able to do that in that instance, you would need a better ISO. Here are some common situations that affect how you choose an ISO. If your subject is moving and you're trying to freeze the motion for a still, a higher ISO will allow for a faster shutter speed. So just like I said, the higher ISO, the faster shutter speed. If you're using a tripod to stable your camera, 
you can usually get away with a slower shutter speed which in turn allows you to use a lower ISO. Note that the tripod doesn't help you freeze subject motion however. If you're shooting an image that doesn't require a large depth of field you can increase the aperture thus allowing more light into the lens and use a lower ISO. Keep in mind different lenses have different maximums meaning that depending on what lens you're using so there's usually on a lens they usually talk about f-stop now f-stop is the amount of aperture that a camera can use before the iso is too much and makes the picture go grainy if you're use if you're shooting with artificial light i.e a flash you can typically get away with a lower ISO setting. So like I said before, using a decent flash, you can, you can lower your ISO because there's more light being put into the situation because you're not having to increase the, uh, allow more light in. If you plan to do a show, a small version of an image, such as on Instagram, you can get away with a higher ISO. Subjectively, the noise characteristics of a high ISO setting can lead to a vintage look to your photos, although it is an effect that is often better left for spot processing. Meaning that don't do it on the camera, make sure you try and especially if you're using a digital camera make sure that if you're trying to get a vintage look to do that look once you're in the computer with the image and say for example in Lightroom because you don't get the grain but you still get the effect of the vintage look and then if you wanted some grain you can add that in later on You should also be aware that a higher ISO image may look fantastic on your camera's LCD screen, but it, isn't, but it does not necessarily mean it won't look noisy once you print it out or view it on the computer screen. By default, cameras also tend to apply noise reduction to an image with high ISO. Noise reduction removes noise by applying a small amount of blur to the image. As an excessive detail. That said, you, if you plan to shoot a higher ISO, you may want to make a moment to find and adjust your camera noise reduction setting and lower it it can help provide detail in your image for pictures that will just tend to end up on social media. However, noise reduction is probably fine at its default value. In a nutshell, 
High ISO allows you to shoot at a faster shutter speed, smaller aperture in a darker condition. This results in an increase in noise, however, and a general loss of detail. So, ISO allows basically for you to set the lens aperture so the amount of light that comes in and the shutter speed so the speed that the shutter goes off to take that image so you get the image that you're after hmm interesting Before we end today's episode, I want to thank Anchor.fm for allowing me to create my podcast and helping me to distribute this podcast across all major podcasting platforms. Also, I'd like to thank Anchor because you guys are able, if you go to Anchor.fm slash be it me, not you, to leave messages to me, ask questions and the like I'd also like to let you know that you can also do that on Twitter at be it me not you or facebook.com slash be it me not you pod be it me not you pod where I'd also like you to leave pictures which I can have a look at and review in further episodes so thanks again to anchor.fm for allowing me to make this podcast. I've been Michael John Burgess. You've been listening to Be It Me Not You, the photography podcast, and I shall see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye for now.